Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. So I got a frantic text message from a colleague and it said she's pregnant and I guessed the wrong person. Mm, you sure did. And um, it was our gal, Miss <laughs> Spears. Brittany Jean is pregnant. She's with child. Y'all. Again. Y'all. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that this is going to cut down on the crazy Insta videos, like the swirling and the dancing? And it might just. Or do we get a magnifying it. effect? Is this mm-hmm. like a multiplier? We're going to yeah. rack on the twirling and twirling. Um, She's and got a lot to twirl about. It. You know, she made a comment about mm-hmm. how swimming was the best. I, I mean, who knows? Who? I didn't see it coming. Did you? That, let's start with that. Did you see the pregnancy coming? Well, the girl has all the shackles removed, mm-hmm. probably including birth control. Well, yes, we we heard that the IUD was placed against her will, which is that obviously is not so creepy. for another pod yes Yes. Uh, no i didn't i thought she would enjoy the literal honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. because apparently and married married? she snuck that in there too i don't know it was a lot for a was that monday (laughs) was that a monday (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah you're like she posted it and i'm like who (laughs) but one and only britney only, we wish yep. you well, Brittany. You deserve all of the happiness that there is. Mm-hmm. And it, it appears that there's not a finite amount of happiness to go around. Um, instead, it's infinite. Our other favorite people of the moment, I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not we want to, yeah. to escape them, we, we really couldn't. Um, ben Affleck and Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez are, are making it happen again, mm-hmm. 20 years later. <laughs> I love this to my core. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it because think about it. And, you know, at first we thought it was kind of a media stunt, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now she's got that big old emerald on her hand. She could buy it herself. Let's be real. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it's pretty cool. They've, they've Mm re-engaged. Oh, Mm -hmm. literally re-engaged. That was a play on words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good for them. We love to see it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the big thing is like this wedding, it's going to, it's going to be an event. There can't, like, it's going to, it's going to, she's going to show up. She's going to show out. Is Chris Appleson doing her hair? You think is he already locked down for the big day? He's locked in for sure. (laughs) You know, what I also think about is Jennifer Garner. Like, how does she feel about it? Does she like JLo? These are the stories that I want to read about. Mm -hmm. Do you think she'll make an appearance at the wedding? Will she be the bigger person? Mom of... Will she even get invited? These won't. We won't know. We won't right. know until These are we know. Things we need to know. These are things we all need to know. Mm-hmm. I hope it's mm-hmm. also not a long engagement. I hope it's like let's do this. We're serious about it. Not like two or three years later. Yeah, we don't. Need let's that. get on um, with the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Let's get on. Now, I will say something um, that is happening in pop culture that I don't love. Oh, um, all right. That I could have done without, mm-hmm. and that is any and all news coverage regarding a Brooklyn Beckham. And his mm-hmm. Instagram influencer mm-hmm. wife, like what? I, I gotta tell you, I believe she's Vogue. a model. <laughs> and, uh, a model? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Quotation marks? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I yeah. N- no shade to influencers, content creators. It's an honest living. I don't know that either of them know what honest work no. or work. Yeah, like I just know. I, I don't want anything to do with it. They haven't lifted a finger, and isn't her family like? Not a hotel heiress, but what? Burger King. Burger King, I read. Which also is, I don't love a flame broiled Whopper. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, we like other fast food options. Mm-hmm. Like In-N-Out Burger. I mean, no it, Burger King. Right. No Burger King heiress marries a Beckham. We're done with the story, Vogue. Yep. Yep. Don't done. need it. Didn't need it. But, well, let's. I got to tell you one last thing. Her wedding look pretty on point. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and we end with that. No, I mean, what did you guys mm-hmm. think? Did you, mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about all of it. Let We want to hear from you. If you have feelings one way or the other about Britney's pregnancy, and if you're against it, like what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Benefer engagement, please let us know. And then like, how do you feel about Brooklyn Beckham and what is her name? Nicola Pelt something, something. I mean, yeah. I'm going to get all sorts of stuff for this, but I don't care. I don't, whatever. But she did look pretty. We'll give her that. So. And I hope but, to God they served Whoppers. <laughs> you know, that was not in any of the Vogue photos. No, it wasn't. But it's, but if they, they might have missed it. Mm-hmm. They might. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Breaking all yeah. the stories here, yeah. the controversies, mm-hmm. the things that everybody really cares mm-hmm. about. Uh, well, speaking about things that we know that you do, on last week's episode, we continued our mental health series with Audrey Gruce. Audrey is the founder and chairman of Hope for Depression Research Foundation, which she established in 2006 in memory of her late mother, Hope, who had battled clinical depression for decades. The HDRF's mission to fund pioneering international scientific research into the origins, diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of depression and its related mood and other emotional disorders with the ultimate goal of finding a cure is something that we care very much about. Uh, The HDRF distinguishes itself as the only significantly funded research program, public or private, that's based on affective neuroscience, which integrates the fields of neuroscience, the biology of the brain, and affect, the mind and emotions. In 2017, Audrey Gruss created the Hope Fragrance Collection, which we talked about at length in the podcast, which is a line of fragrances that donates 100% of net profits directly to the Hope for Depression Research Foundation. Check out that episode. And if you like learning more about our industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world like Audrey, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of the places at Read the Tees, and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. I love it. And that was quite a recap. Mm, wasn't it? It was. And I'm going to check out some of her perfumes because you said... <sighs> When she said delicious, I, oh my God, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I want all of them. I don't wear perfume, but I will wear Audrey's perfume. <laughs> Why are you rocking a little Santal 33? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't benefit clinical research mm-hmm. into depression. So that's right. why. Fine. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on this week's episode, I talked with the one and only Kevin Lutchman, Kevin is an award-winning London-based barber, stylist, and photographer renowned for his blend of traditional barbering and high-end men's hairdressing. During his formative years, he continuously sought out education and opportunities to further hone his craft and eventually rose through the ranks, earning the position of international art director for Tony and Guy, where he headed up their men's education division. His continuous learning and his technical haircutting skills have led him to become an inspiration to our beloved industry and a member of the Andis company team. With Andis, Kevin has worked at another installment of the oh-so-beautiful Fluid series. This is Fluid Volume 3. It's a step-by-step educational video collection with five versatile hairstyles, ranging from the low-tapered afro to the modern bull mullet, if you will. Two looks. And while providing detailed steps and guiding barbers and stylists through each of those looks, he's using and his clippers and trimmers. Before we get to that interview, Mm -hmm. let's talk about someone who's done a little expose on herself. Yeah. So Jillian Dempsey, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Dr. McDreamy. Mm -hmm. It's McDreamy, right? Not McSteamy. McSteamy is the other one. It's on Euphoria. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've been in. It's me. Yeah. Dreamy. And you know what? The show's been on for a minute. <laughs> it has. Am I right? Since Is Jennifer still... were together the first time? I believe so. Mm. It's a long haul. Mm-hmm. We those won't Google it. Paychecks are just coming in, just printing, printing it on those residuals. <laughs> so in prevention.com, Jillian Dempsey, again, mm-hmm. Mrs. Dr. McDreamy, talks all about her own product line, which again, have we reached peak celebrity beauty brand maybe but it Mm. seems like we haven't it's a little bit of a different perspective she talks about her essentials for aging skin goes into depth into all of the different products that she uses from her line on herself and her husband which is interesting kelly that brings me to what are you grabbing before Mm. you're heading out the door for the day Mm. i want to say most of my skincare happens at night 
It's a long process. There's multiple steps. There might even be a steamer. Like this skin needs to be withheld. I'm getting older. Okay. Mm. But as far as my go-tos, you know, I love, I mean, I have to have my brows perfectly styled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love sign. a little boy brow from Glossier because I think it it, it achieves just that. Mm-hmm. I also love contouring and love a good contouring palette with a variety of shades of bronze. <laughs> did, you really, did you really want to know? Um, you know, if I can really kick those two out, that's where I'm at. That's kind of my day. low maintenance. Got the brows on. We got the cheekbones highlighted. Mm-hmm. Out we go. And out we go. <laughs> uh, for me, it is a moisturizer. Too much of it because I'm oh. worried. I'm oh. we're in prevent. We're talking about prevention.com. Oh. <laughs> we're preventing that aging from happening. Um, and then it is an SPF. Um, wow. I'm still using the super goop stuff, which. Yeah, I know. Everybody loves that super goop stick and the, I just, I haven't been there yet. I am also, for as much as I care about my skin and mm-hmm. those wrinkles that I don't want, I never put on sunscreen and I know it's a big that's, error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot to air on this very <laughs> podcast. I think we're going to get a bunch of people saying something. So, <laughs> you know, look, let's, mm-hmm. let's turn this, let's flip it. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. audience. We'd love to know um, what, SPF products should yeah. Kelly be using? Please, yes. like let's let's talk mm-hmm. about that. What do you actually use beyond the supergroups, which apparently maybe not the best idea to be using? Again, I can't stop myself. I like the unseen, like that texture. Yeah, we won't get into it, but again, Mm-mm. Kelly needs some recommendations. So help us out, um, and then let us know what you are using before you're running out the door. Um, because I'm generally like pretty interested in this. Uh, we talk okay. about this all the time. What should people be buying? I always like to consider a new thing that I don't know that I should check out. Like, you know, let's well, crowdsource it. And then I'll just add a reco for you is youth mm-hmm. to the people. Are you using any of the youth to the people products? I'm not, but I do love their brand. So lay it mm-hmm. on me. What am I, what am I supposed to be trying? You're going to need the air whipped vitamin C. There's also sort of an algae sort of cream that you're going to need mm-hmm. as well. Okay. I love them under eye cream as well. Great texture. Great smelling. You to the people. You should sponsor. You heard it here. Podcast. You heard it. They should absolutely sponsor. <laughs> um, that was not an ad, but it could have been. <laughs> Missed opportunity for that team. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of teams, our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like every single week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands you don't know but should, like you to the people, although people mm-hmm. know who they are. Uh, mm-hmm. And here are some of our favorite headlines. So, first up, our team went behind the scenes with the Beauty Changes Lives experience teams. Uh, A bunch of different brands had presentations at the actual experience, which was the 10th one, which is, you know, incredible uh, for BCL. We love that. Um, And we went behind the scenes with one of the mentees. So the article is Wellateen mentee Drew Faber on his journey to the Beauty Changes Lives experience. Mentorship can be a life-changing experience for a young hairstylist, and nobody knows this better than Drew. The Chicago-based stylist has been given the unique opportunity to represent Wella as a mentee at this year's Beauty Changes Lives Experience, the annual event that raises money to help empower the next generation of beauty pros. And as a mentee, Faber has not only been able to work closely alongside Wella's incredible team of artists, but also received personal guidance from Wella design team artist Phoebe Smith, who serves as his mentor. And while he's been fortunate enough to already apprentice under Smith at her salon, Smith and Davis Salon, Faber has now been able to build upon his learnings, which we all saw the culmination of which at the Beauty Changes Lives experience. And ahead of the event, the Tease team spoke with Faber to discuss how he landed the mentorship with Wella, his inspiration for the BCL looks, his future plans, and so much more. So look, if you're invested in the kids that are coming up in this industry as we are, you're going to want to check out that article. Um, maybe you identify with what he was experiencing um, and certainly like a little glimpse into what was going on before the big deal. Uh, I think you're, you're going to want to check that out. So that brings me to Kelly. Yes. We know that you're not a pro. I'm not a pro, mm-hmm. but I want to talk to you about mentorship. Sure. Did you have a mentor? Um, and did, if not, did you wish that you had one maybe sooner on in your professional career like Drew? I feel like he really hit the the jackpot here. Yeah, Stevie is an amazing talent. So mm-hmm. I concur. 
You know, I've had a couple different mentors in my career. The first mentor, I so boldly at the young age of 22, saw her in the Phoenix Business Journal as one of the women to watch. And I tracked down her email and said, I would like to be like you someday. And we had coffee. And now over the years, certainly a mentorship, but turned into a friendship. I love that. She was a lady to to watch and you watched her. I watched her grow and she, she, me as well. She, me. Um, And then I had another mentor, um, a current mentor, really for the last 10 or 12 years, who has been amazing to me. So yes. How about you? Along the way, I think a bunch, I don't know. I glom onto people. um, And so maybe they're not formal (laughs) mentors, but they become mentors to me. So yeah, I've been super fortunate. You're a glommer. I glom. I glom onto the people that I really care for, um, which is again why we think that this article is worth your time. So check it out. Yes, agree. Let's talk about mentorship all the time. Um, if you guys have a mentor that we should be aware of, why don't you send an email to volumeupthetees.com and let us know about that too? Please do. All right. Back to the tease.com articles, things that we're really into. Look, it is Earth Month. We are in the thick of it. It is April. The article that we want you to check out is Biologist's professional color last packaging just got a whole lot more sustainable. At this point, we're all well aware that the hair and beauty industry has a huge plastic waste problem. Fortunately, a growing number of hair brands have been making a more conscious effort when it comes to sustainability and waste reduction, the latest being Biologist Professional. Professional hair care brand recently announced that it would be releasing a limited edition Colorlast hybrid recycled bottle, partnering with Salon Cycle to assist stylists with recycling salon waste where they shop. For those who are unaware, the Colorlast line is not only a top seller among consumers, but also a favorite among salon pros thanks to its nourishing formula, which maintains color, vibrancy, and hair health. And with this new limited edition packaging, Biolage Professional will not only be able to help minimize plastic use, but also continue to work towards a more eco-conscious brand footprint, which we love to see and we need more of. So check out the article for the full thing. Uh, Kelly, what are you doing this Earth Month to be more eco-minded, sustainable? You know, I have some bad habits and (laughs) I realized my nine-year-old always reminds me that I leave the water on while I'm brushing my teeth. Do you? No, I'm in California and I'm married to a Californian who tells me, you're wasting water. (laughs) That was an ASMR. As does my nine year old. So, um, (laughs) although seems small, I shall be. It does add up. Mm -hmm. And over 43 years of leaving the water on twice a day, imagine the waste I've contributed to. Mm, That's tough. I'm going to take that small little win for the Mm -hmm. earth. Thanks yep. to my son. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to him. Um, <laughs> we can all, I mean, look, it takes, it takes a village, baby steps towards it. I'm drinking too many coffees out of single use plastic. So oh. we can all do our part. Um, all right. We can all yes. do our part. Uh, speaking of doing our part, it's not really related, but let's talk about the tease.com. <laughs> Another article that we've got that you should check out because we're so excited about it, damn it, is the 2022 Naha winners have been announced. See the full list. That's the title. It's official. The winners for the 2022 North American Hairstyling Awards have been announced. The Professional Beauty Association revealed its well-deserved winners at the prestigious beauty competition on April 3rd. And we detail all of it on the tease.com. So check out all of the categories, all of the winners, info on the host, Roderick and Lauren Samuels. Like, just go ahead and do it. Go over there, check it out. And then check out all of those people on their socials. So follow them, give them a shout out, congratulate them for their hard work. We're all about it. Um, Yeah. And as always, there's so much going on at tease.com. So thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, my interview with Kevin Lutchman, again, an award-winning London-based barber, now the international artistic team lead for Andis Company. We're going to dive into his background as well as the new Fluid Series Volume 3.
Today on the pod, we have Kevin Lutchman, an award-winning London-based barber, stylist, and photographer, renowned for his blend of traditional barbering and high-end men's hairdressing. During his formative years, he continuously sought out educational opportunities to further hone his craft and eventually rose to the ranks, earning the position of international art director for Tony and Guy, where he headed up their men's education division. His continuous learning and his technical haircutting skills have led him to become an inspiration to the industry and a member of the Andis team, which we love here at the Tees. With Andis, Kevin has worked to get another installment to the Fluid series, Fluid Volume 3. This is a step-by-step educational video how-to collection showcasing five versatile hairstyles ranging from a low tapered afro to a modern bull mullet. Modern bull mullet. We're here for it. (laughs) All while providing detailed steps and guiding barbers and stylists through each look using the wonderful Andis clippers and trimmers. So Kevin, welcome to the pod. We are so honored. Thank you for your time today. Kelly, thank you for having me. Real pleasure to be speaking to you guys. Amazing. We were just talking about how, you know, the last two years have just flown by. Um, And, you know, with that, you've been up to a lot over at Andis and with your own studio and your career in London. But before we get there, I want to know a little bit about your background. So where do you want to start? You want to start back in the day? Uh, like give us the Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy, you know, because I think um every hairdresser and barber has a story, you know. You know, we've always started from somewhere. Yeah. Um and like m- my journey itself, like, you know, when I think about how I started um to what I'm doing now it's it's bonkers it's wild like you know and it's one of those ones I'm so grateful for every opportunity that's come my way but at the same time I always say to people you know I've, I've worked hard to get to where right. I am you know it's not being given to me on a plate you know m- none of my family members are hairdressers or barbers okay. you know so it was one of those ones where I remember when I first got into it so if we think about it back in the day so I'm 38 now and I started okay. barbering when I was 17. Wow. And right. the whole story behind it was I was at college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, was studying traveling tourism just because okay. it seemed like a really fun course to do. I thought, oh, traveling the world, that would be fun. <laughs> you know, do that. And then, um, you know, since a young age of about 16, by choice, like I used to always shave my hair. So I always had a pair of clippers. And then once I was at college, one of my friends wanted his hair cut. I said, oh, look, I've got a pair of clippers. I cut your hair, started cutting his hair started cutting my other friend's hair and then it was great because it was one of those ones that it was like a trade for trade you know i'd cut the hair they'd give me cigarettes buy me drinks <laughs> and nights out right. you know all that sort of good stuff <laughs> and um yeah now you know back then you know 17 18 it was a it's a great way just to make a little bit of pocket change yeah. as well you know it was good you know and then um from that then i thought okay let me take this seriously so found a job at a barber shop that was taken on people Okay. Um, I didn't have a qualification. So it's very different in the UK. Like you don't okay. need a license. You don't need qualifications in order to cut in a salon or barbershop. Um, you know, it's very much like if you can cut hair, that's it. You can have the job. So very different. Which is, States, which is really interesting, isn't it? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, especially <laughs> when I, you know, the crazy thing is, it's like, you know, I think to myself, bloody hell, if I was to get a job in, um, try to get a job in America, I couldn't. I'd have to retrain all over again in order to get the license. Oh even though I've been doing that plus years. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it, you know, it's, it's very, um, you know, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You know, it's just one of those things. It's every tradition, every culture, every country that you go to is completely different, right? And what they sure. do. So was working in the barbershop for about three, four years, got my experience, you know, then I was young, just, it was great, you know, cash in hand, you know, just racking up oh. the money, spending it, just not caring, you know, <laughs> just li- living a wild life. And then at this stage, this is when I was, um, I did go back to college to retrain in yeah. uh, hairdressing to get the qualification. So I'm qualified now. Okay, good. So I have got qualification. <laughs> and then um, when I was at college, they used to take us to different shows, so like hairdressing shows. So for something very similar to like the ABS happening in Chicago, sure. we went to Salon International in London. Sure. And there is where I saw Tony and Guy. And I uh, saw them on stage. They had the biggest stage, had the best models, um, the way that they would present, the way how they would be flamboyant and where they do the demonstrations. I just, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a different side to hairdressing and barbering that I've never seen before. Um, 
And I, I guess back then, like I never knew that world of hairdressing really existed because it was always okay. like, yeah. I just thought go to the shop, you know, cut hair, that's it done. I never knew there was those different avenues you could go into, whether it's education, editorial hair, session hair, you know, yep. working on photo shoots, working on film sets. There's, it's such a massive industry and there's so many different avenues you can go on. So I thought, right, I've been doing barbering for four years. I want to learn ladies hairdressing. So, um, yeah, so start with Tony Guy. Um, my story is pretty long because there's, I, try and, run like, I try and <laughs> run like 21 years all into one. And, and I think it's nice as well for a lot of people because where my, like I said, my family's not in hairdressing. Mm -hmm. Like I've had to work my way up within this industry. So started with Tony Guy, started as an apprentice then, had to retrain okay. in ladies hairdressing. Uh, went for the bartering program and then <clears throat> this is where i guess i kind of like saw the industry even more where i was like oh my god tony and guy they're global they're worldwide they have academies all over the world they do the shows you know and they've got these campaigns and i just thought to myself oh my god like i just thought this is mental like how big of a company there is and the people that was teaching me at the academy there was like you know 20 art directors uh, one thing i always say to myself is if one person can do it, why can't I do it? That's the one thing I always All say. Right. If that person can do it, why can't I do it? So then I led myself up challenge. I was like, right, okay, I want to be an art director. I want to travel the world. I want to be doing what they're doing. And then worked my work with the industry, you know, on my days off, would go and shadow the art directors, would go on many courses, would always put myself out there. Um, and at this stage, I moved to London. So it was like, you know what? Like, this, this is the time where I need to really push myself as much as possible. So went to london was working in the um in common garden salon was shadowing at the academy you know really just put myself out there and then it was about 2011 which is when i moved to london okay. and then 2012 is where i then started seeing about all these different competitions and okay i saw that you know turning guy would uh, enter the british hairdressing awards mm -hmm. and then i saw you saw these you know big names you know that would be winning the awards you know and doing all these um hairdressing competitions and then it was 2012 i thought you know what like i want to enter it. i just want to just do it you know and london's a great place because you can meet so many creative people you can mm -hmm. you know do a lot of collaborations work with photographers up and coming photographers up and coming models okay and again do that trade for trade so i thought right let me do a collection and i shot for the british hairdressing awards shot a men's collection and Tony and Guy at this point, they, even though I was working in London, they didn't really know who I was, you know, okay. because I'm, I'm a very small fish in a massive pond. Mm -hmm. So at this point, um, entered it and then the finalists got announced and then I actually ended up getting into the final and I was like, nice. oh my God, this is amazing. So very similar <laughs> to like the Naha Awards, you, yeah. know, you get the finalist and then obviously the awards night. And then I remember going to the awards night and there was two other people from Tony and Guy that were finalists. Mm. One was an art director, another one owned different salons. And then when they announced the uh, the men's uh, category, I actually ended up winning that year. Yes. So I was just like <laughs> blown away. I was honestly, it was like, it's one of those points in, you know, people say, oh yeah, when, when have you been shocked in, you know, your, your career? When has been one of your proudest moments? And it was yeah. probably that because I was just like, totally. I can't believe I've worked my ass off to get there. Um, and it wasn't even about the winning. It was just to be like, okay, look, you know, if I really, you know, put myself out there, yeah. work hard, focus, like you can achieve those things. And then, um, yeah, that's when everything just changed completely. And that's when I thought to myself, okay, I can't just stop. Like I've got to carry on pushing forward. Yeah. So 2013 ended up like obviously um, teaching in the academy. And then I got my art doctor's presentation and then just started working my way up the ranks with Tony and Guy. I started traveling around the world with them. Then I started heading up the men's course and um, um, continually started to do the British Hairdressing Awards as well. Became finalist. I've only won it once, but I've been a finalist. Hey. Like, I think it was like, what, what, one is it, one's good, you know? One's, <laughs> one's number, good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think I've been a finalist about eight times. So it's kind of like every wow. year like, I'll always enter, okay. like, and I'd always try and push myself and more than anything, create a new collection. And okay. I can see the growth with my taste as well, which is nice. So then, um, yeah, it was amazing. Like with Tony and Guy, um, like I said, traveled the world with them, headed up a lot of like fashion weeks. Wow. And then 2017, I was so happy with everything I achieved. And I was like, you know what? 
I need to push myself further. I really need to push myself as much as possible. And then I decided to leave Tony and Guy. Lots of people yeah. was very much like, you know, why are you doing it? You're mm-hmm. a great position. And I thought, you know what? Like, it's great, but how do you push yourself further? I needed to get right. out of my comfort zone. That's what it was, end of. And then, um, yeah, 2017, left the company and then just started up my own education. Still was doing the education, traveling the world. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it was amazing. It was brilliant. Like, I was so busy. I was probably out of the country like two, three times a month. Wow. And then yeah. 2020 happened. Yeah. You, you know, the crazy thing was, is my last trip, 2020, I remember, was January. The end of January, I was in LA mm-hmm. and I was doing some um, education over there. And I went, I actually remember I went to the ISSE in Long Beach. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Went there and it was amazing. Heard of this whole thing that was happening over in China called COVID. Or right. COVID 19. Like, what? Didn't, yeah. Didn't think anything <laughs> of it. And then I remember it was then um, got back home and then March, 2020, um, I actually, tr- uh, I flew to Greece to do a show over there and then it got canceled Ooh. because of COVID. And then okay. I just flew home straight away. And then mm-hmm. literally, I think a week after that's when the whole UK went in lockdown. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, okay, like, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> I was like, I think like a lot of people, I thought it'd be like a week or two. Right. And then Here we are. Turned into two, two turned into four four tens two months and the next thing you're just like what the hell is even going on right um right. and i think like a lot of people you know it was a very very challenging moment of my life and mm-hmm. it was one of those ones that yeah i think like a lot of people like you know honestly like i was lost i was completely mm-hmm. lost and just thinking how the hell has everything it literally went from zero to 100 to traveling yeah. around the world but to be honest with you like i and then just started seeing the positive side to it um like my son was born in oh. 2019 uh, uh the 21st of may so he was a wow. year yeah and yeah do you know it was just so beautiful watching him mm-hmm. grow uh, mm-hmm. and he's going to be three this year and it's like yeah. to have the bond that i have with him and mm-hmm. spend the time with him like my whole mindset changed completely you know yeah. and it's like you know spending time with my wife you know like and it was just i saw i saw the good in it you know and it yeah. was kind of nice i wouldn't say like i i stopped it was just nice to like recharge you sure. know, and then reassess everything. And it was during that time within COVID that I then figured out to myself, well, not figured out, but worked out, you know, I'd love to have a studio in London because I do the photography and all that. Yeah. And then having COVID gave me the time to basically figure that all out. So there then with the six yeah. months building it up and yeah, now, and then I opened up the studio in, I think it was 2021. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Oh God, I'm, I lose my days and my sometime years. Sometime like, yeah. in that, I'm like, yeah. No, actually, do you know, it was 2020. So it was 2020 when we come out of our first lockdown that I opened up the studio. Okay. Um, and it was amazing because then it, you know, like we were saying, like everything was going on Zoom, everything was going yep. online. People wanted online education. People were doing like, and it was great. I was doing like seminars in like America, like through Zoom. I was doing seminars in Japan, but like I had to go to the studio at like 1 a.m. in the morning. It was crazy. <laughs> like, but it was nice that I could turn everything virtual, you know? Yeah. And at this point, this is when, um, uh, so going to Andes, this is one point, this yeah. is at this point when I, then um, Andrew from Andes contacted mm-hmm. me. And then we started talking softly. And then it was, so in May this year, it's going to be one year that I've been with Andes. So it was last year that I joined with Andes. And it was great because for me, I've always, the only company that I worked for was Tony and Guy. And then when I went okay. solo, I never worked for any company. I was always okay. kind of like a freelancer or a yeah. subcontractor for companies. Okay. And I just never wanted to work for companies because I've worked for a company. And if I was to work for another company and be contracted by them, like for a long period of time, I needed to believe in that or believe sure. in the company, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm going to go backwards now. So this is where it's all going to be like okay. really, a bit strange. But <laughs> the crazy thing was with Andis, it meant so much to me. And the reason why is because when I first started barbering um, back in the day when I was like 18, 19, I worked with a guy who actually used to be an ambassador for Andis. Okay. And it was Andis that I got the opportunity to do stage work in Salon International in London about 12 years ago. Wow. And this was at the point where I couldn't, and this, there, I've got pictures of me completely, completely, completely different. And you can see at the bottom, it was like 2012. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. But like 10 years ago. Yeah. 2012, uh-huh. 2011. 
And it just meant so much because it's like, I look at those pictures to how I was, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do demonstrations. I didn't know how to present myself. And that's what, you know, talking to Andrew, talking to Andis, I had to make sure that it was right for me. You know, I was very clear with them to be like, look, you know, I don't want to just be an ambassador. I have so much skill I can offer and I want to offer to the brand. So cool. Um, and then, yeah. And then from that, um, yeah, I've been with Andis now a year. And yeah, I mean, along with all that, I'm talking about like the hairdressing and barbering, like I do photography as well. So I shoot okay. a lot of rich hairdressing awards. I shoot my own collections, I shot for Fluid Volume 3. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of happened organically with the photography. Okay. So that was whilst I was Tony and Guy doing their campaigns, getting involved with the hair. I just got really fascinated with the photography. And then from Amazing. that again, like I'm I'm the type of person that like if I if I really want to do something, like I will really put my mind to it. Um and even like with COVID, it's like during the whole COVID period, like I went for a whole because there was, I couldn't do anything. I went for a whole period where I just got so into my fitness and that that's a massive part of me now. Like I'm so heavily involved with my fitness, not that I want to be a personal trainer or anything like, but I enjoy it. Like I like my yep. running, I like my working out. Um, at the moment this year, I said to myself, I want to be able to do a handstand. And it sounds so ridiculous, but <laughs> I've literally just been practicing every day because I get so bored that I love challenging myself. Uh -huh. I've never been able to do a handstand in my life. And I just said to myself, by the end of the year, I want to be able to do a 10 second handstand. And, and I'll do it. Uh, by the end of 2022. Yeah, at the end of this year. <laughs> yeah, so 10 second handstand. I think at the moment I could probably hold it for about like three, four seconds. All right. So that, that's it. good. I'm, I'm I mean, it's only it. April. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm on target. I, I have a funny feeling that you're going to, whatever you set your mind to, you're going to achieve. So it may be more than 10 seconds. Who knows? That's it. Yeah. You, you see me in ABS, you'd be like, where's Kev? Oh, he's doing a handstand over there. There he is. He's oh, practicing. Yeah. There's his legs. Off in the air. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so I have. That's, that's me in a nutshell, basically. Dang, that's, that's quite a story. I love it. A lot of twists and turns. One initial question is you know, you mentioned that no one in your family is a barber, hairdresser in the industry. Um, was that a difficult uh, sort of thing for your family to say, to embrace if you were in a university um, and say, go for it? Because one of the things that the T's were super passionate about is really breaking down the opportunities in the industry for young professionals, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and really making sure that our industry and profession is on a pedestal. So talk yeah. to me about that process and, and was it easy, difficult? What was the reaction? Um, my mum and dad are both retired now and they're both, um, they both used to be psychiatric nurses. So completely okay. different, yes. um, to hairdressing, nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> um, but my mum, like my mum's from Philippines and my dad's from Mauritius. And as growing up as a kid, like my mum was always very creative with us. So we, she was always drawing, I was always drawing, doodling. Mm -hmm. So I've always had a creative, um, flair yeah. to me, should I say. And then, yeah, I guess when I told them I was, you know, oh, I'm going to be a barber. I'm going to start. There was, you know, that was fine. They supported me in what awesome. I've you know, done. Um, I've always supported me in everything I've done. You know, they, when I, I remember when I was doing my first shows, they would come and watch me, even though they're not hairdressers or barbers, but they would just be there. You know, That's I've invited great. them to the British hairdressing awards. And for them, it's nice because again, they never realized about the industry that there was totally. so much to it. So when I said, oh, I'm going to cut hair in a barbershop, it was very much, okay, that, that's cool, fine. If you want to do that, do that. But then when they see me up on stage, the people <laughs> watching, when they see my name being announced, it's yeah. very much like, whoa, oh, shit. Like he's, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's not done it. just a hairdresser <laughs> or a barber, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're very supportive. And um, But it, it, the, the great thing with that, with my mum and dad not being in the industry, it still humbles me a lot. You know, it's sure. still... Like I said, I mean, I, I do everything I do. I do for me, my family, um, you know, my son, my wife. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I don't care about the industry, but like, I, to be frank, I really don't care what people think about me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it to impress people. Of course, mm -hmm. on social media, I've got to be active. I've got to post this and the other. But like, if people look at my thread now, it's such a mixture of everything. Because I remember like when I was, I'd say probably 10, 12 years in the industry 
yeah. I became a bit of a dick. Like I was very much yeah. like, oh yeah, the limelight. Oh, I get to travel. This gotcha. is sick. Yeah, yeah, look at me. I'm fucking bollocks. <laughs> it's like no, not really. Like I'm just the same like everyone else, you know. Okay. And 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 it's it's taken me a while to think mm-hmm. that. And like for me, what's important is one being happy in what I do, um, surround myself with good people, sure. um, and just you know, it's it's that balance, you know. Especially having a kid now, like you know, for me, it's like my my whole my whole why is my family that right. is my why you know it used to be like oh yeah i want to be the best i want to be like up there on the screens this that and the other i couldn't give a shit now like i mean <laughs> I, I care yeah um, but like i'm very much like my whole thing that i do now is for them you know yeah. and to be happy in what i do right because right. i've yeah i think as i've got older i've said no to a lot of things yeah yeah um, i think that that comes i mean you you grinded it out you know for a lot of years to get to where you are, right? And so mm. now you can be selective and then there's other factors like you mentioned your family to take into consideration. Yeah. So that's quite a story. Um and surrounding yourself with good people, I firsthand know the Andes family and they are salt of the earth amazing people. Um so I'm I'm happy and excited to hear that partnership is going well. Tell me about um kind of when you signed on with Andes, you're the international artistic team lead for Andes. What does that exactly mean for you, for the brand? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I mean, like when I was speaking to Andis, it wasn't just a case of being an ambassador or like yeah. an educator for them because, you know, that's what I do anyway. I wanted to be more of like a creative side to it, okay. hence um, getting involved with Fluid Volume 3. You know, I wanted to, with my experience of being with Tony and Guy, doing all the um, campaigns, you know, traveling the world, doing my own collections as well and having all that experience. Like I wanted to be more than just, oh, let me go up on stage and start doing a demonstration yeah. and talking about the tools, you know, and it's just great having that relationship with them, um, you know, international artistic team lead. Like I'm kind of looking after this side to the right. And then we've obviously got Kenny Duncan. That's that side to the left, you know, yeah. and which way you're looking at the map. And so me and Kenny work very closely, you know, okay. it's going to be great sharing the stage with him totally. uh, He's awesome. as well. Yeah. yeah. Great guy, you know, very well-rounded as well. And like mm-hmm. very, um, yeah, just he's he's great, you know. And yeah. I first shared this, the stage with him back last year with Andis at Barbicon in LA. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like having that relationship with Andis and, again, having a creative flair and a creative uh, vision with them, it's great, you know. Um, what I like about them, they're very open to ideas. Yes. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Kevin, like, you know, we want you to create a collection. It has to be this, that, and the other. You have to use these tools. You have to do these haircuts. It's like, well, you might as well just get, you know, John Smith over there to do it. Why, sure. why are you asking me to do it? They're very much like, oh, Kevin, what do you think? You know, what do you think is going to work? What do you think coming in trend? You know, and that's what I love about it, like to have that sort of, creative freedom and of course like we do speak about like what we're going to do it wasn't just like oh kevin do anything and just don't tell us you know there sure. was that back and forth conversation but it's such a, a nice relationship that i've got with them that it's real you know rather than yeah. too fake and what a year to be joining Andis as they approach their yeah, or in the midst years, of right? their hundred years i mean no. so incredible a family run hundred year old business i mean such an institution to be part of and to help grow. Um, in in speaking of growing, um, you know, fluid volume three. If somebody's been living under a rock and have has no idea what this is, start it off for us. What is fluid volume three? What did you hope to accomplish with with this uh, volume? So fluid volume three, or let's just say fluid as collection. It's, yes. a, it's a collection of different haircuts that's brought out every year. And the whole goal with fluid is to continually bring out education and to continually be forward thinking within the industry and what we do. And fluid volume three, you know, I got set the task to, um, I guess, have more of a European flair because I was mm-hmm. creating it here in London. Mm-hmm. But then the whole vision with it, and like anything, you you always start with a vision and then it starts evolving. You start creating um, different ideas. You start thinking, oh, I'm seeing this. I want to do this. And I remember when we was talking about it, the, the collection originally was just going to be three haircuts. Oh. And then three haircuts okay. then turned into four and then four turned into five. Okay. And it was one of those ones like we was even when we was talking about it, I was like, 
the the one thing with me that I always like to say is like I like to say consider me being all rounded. So if you said to me, can you do Afro hair? No worries. If you want me to do a pattern in someone's hair, no worries. If you want me yeah. to do hair up, no worries. You want me to do long mm. hair, no worries. Wow. You know, so I've had all that experience from Tony and Guy doing the hairdressing, doing the hair up, doing the editorial hair. And then I've got the barbering experience where, you know, I've done the designs. But so I'm very well-rounded and everything. And I said the collection, I want to show a diverse collection. And that's kind of me anyway, like whenever I'm cutting hair, doing collections for myself, it's always not just the same old, same old. Like I'd like to work from like long hair to short hair to okay. designs to, you know, something more editorial, you know, and that was a whole vision with it. And again, talking to them, I was like, it'd be so cool to incorporate like a girl, like within the mm -hmm. collection, you know, do like a longer haircut, which is the, um, the, uh, the mullet. And mm -hmm. it was creating unique not unique haircuts but just creating it so diverse and what we've done you know you've got like a soft textured haircut but then you've got like a 90s curtain that's just so wild and out there so good yeah you've got like a really clean afro you know so it's oh. kind of like let's cover all different areas and aspects of it and yeah bring a collection together all right so walk me through that process then you mentioned it started with just a couple and turned into five um what were some of the I guess the boundaries that you had to work around in creating the collection, were there any being COVID oh, yeah. UK based? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you know, creating a collection is always one of those ones. It's like, you have to have like an idea of what you want to do first. Like, and yeah. I kind of, I guess how I start is like thinking, okay, like what do I want the end product to look like? Okay. Whether it's three haircuts, four or five, whatever. And then from that, it's then, okay, what do I want them to look like? So do I yeah. want short hair, long hair, Afro hair, you know, what type of like looks I want to create? From that, always, always the tricky thing, especially when you're cutting hair, is finding the right models to fit mm. the brief. Yeah. So it's having an idea of what I want to do. So having the mood board of like a, a textured crop, then it was like having something that's a little bit longer. Then it's having a model with a beard, you know? So it's kind of like having them and then doing the casting to make sure that the models okay. fit. And I always find the tricky thing is trying to get everyone on the same day, basically. Uh, yeah. Like, or like, we shot this over two days. Okay. So it was That's fine. quick. Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> fine, but it's one of those ones. It's trying to, you know, organize it all. And then, so so once I've understood, okay, what looks do I want? Then I kind of go backwards again, thinking, right, okay, how do I want the styling to look? What do I want them to wear? Mm -hmm. And then it's going back to, okay, right, well, how am I going to shoot them? What, what do they look like behind, yeah. you know, the, the camera and this, that and the other? And then, yeah, I mean, I always say, you know, that one saying that one uh, I remember hearing back in the day was fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And that's yeah. the one thing mm. I always say. It's like, as long as yeah. you're so organized in what you want to do, the shoot day should be the most easiest, simple part of the day. Okay. As long as everything's prepared beforehand. I mean, you're always going to go your ups and downs and all that. Yep. But as long as you've, you know, like with me, I had the blessed thing that I had my own studio that I could do it in. So we were yeah. doing a lot of test runs beforehand. Mm. I would do some test shoots, test videos as well to make sure that it was fit for what I want to create. Awesome. That's great. Um, so, you know, the collection, the diversity of hair textures, the model you cast, I would love to hear your insight and thoughts on the importance of representation in those categories within the hair and beauty industry. Do we, do we need to do more work as an industry? I think the answer is yes, but... Yeah. <laughs> You know, one thing I, I think is so important in our industry is education, yeah. you know, and like for, even for me, like I love going to shows still, like it's great to go to a show and um, present on stage and mm -hmm. do haircuts and network and see people. But for me, I love walking around watching people, um, watching people cut hair. You know, I, I still want to learn myself. I love it when I'm going to a different country and like teaching a class. And then I'm taking um, <clears throat> students through haircuts. And I'm like, bloody hell, you're fucking amazing. Why are you getting me teaching you? <laughs> but it's like, what, what's so nice with things like that is like when I see someone, I'm like, how long have you been in the industry for? Yeah. And they're like two, three years. And you can see how hungry they are and mm -hmm. how driven they are. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know? and, and again, it's education. That's me. Like uh, I find when I educate, I'm actually even educating myself as well. Okay. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm always forever learning. That's what I always say. Love that. Great. 
So if someone had a takeaway from fluid volume three, what would that be? Do you have a favorite look? Do you have something that you want? Pizza, you know, (laughs) like Texas barbecue pizza. pizza. You got to wait till you get to the US for that. (laughs) I know. Yeah, definitely. Right. Deep pan pizza from Chicago, right? Is that the one? (laughs) Yes. Um, So so the way how we shot it, like I didn't want to shoot it too clinically. Like the whole idea behind it was to do something different that hasn't really been done. So we shot it in a white background, but then we also done the whole behind the scenes as well. Okay. So there's the combination of both when people watch it. And the way how I've done it is it's um, subtitled. So it wasn't voiced over and it was very, I didn't want it to be too long. So it's between seven and 10 minutes, like each step by step. Okay. And I don't want to say I want it to be short, short and snappy, but I wanted there to be those key unique points that people can take okay. away to be like oh okay right i understand it like i can mm-hmm. do it like that instead of okay. how i would normally do yep. it and i guess it's it's also a tease to be like okay there's other things that you can do yep. with clippers rather than just the same things that they used to you know that was the whole idea and concept to it and just to show as well like how diverse the tools are you know because andis has such a wide range of tools mm-hmm. that are so unique in what they can do mm-hmm. um but more so from a stylist point of view, because a lot of barbers know about Andis tools. A lot sure. of barbers know that they're amazing. But I think with stylists and cosmetologists, they get very scared to use clippers. And with my background of Tony and Guy, like I understand that because what I'd always find coming into when I was, even when I teach now, I get barbers that want to learn how to do hairdressing techniques and okay. styling techniques. And then sure. I get the hairdressers that want to learn about barbering. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like I'm so diverse that I can do that because I can explain something to a hairdresser in barbering terminology that they will yeah. understand, you know, and then vice versa with the, sure. um, the barber as well. I love that. Okay. So what is next for Kevin and Andis? Like what's on the horizon? Do you have any spoilers like outside of being um, at ABS coming to Chicago? What's up? I guess with Anis, it's really just to just carry on growing this relationship with them. And yeah. I guess helping them push forward to be the number one leaders in the industry. Yeah. And like, I guess people will be like, well, that's, that's quite a bold statement, but why not? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, you yeah. know, I, I have the skill and I have the knowledge that I know I can help them mm-hmm. go forward and push even further. And especially, like I said, I mean, like, because I guess they're known as a barbering company. Mm-hmm. Like I know I can open up the doors into that cosmetology and stylist world because of my experience and because of who I am in the industry yeah, um, and the way how I educate as well. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Anything else as we kind of wrap up talking about fluid, anything else you want to share with our audience about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't happen overnight. Um, That's I'm sure. Know, yeah. You know, it's one of those ones, I guess with, um, with any collection that you're doing or with anything that you're doing, like I said, you know, it, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of planning, preparing, um, you know, it's key. And, and, and also, you know, the one thing with fluid as well, it's like, even though the vision was from me, like I had a team of people that I trust and yeah. that's the most important thing. Like I said, surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Like this team of people that I worked with, the people that I trust, the people that I've worked very closely with, um, um, when I say the team of people, I'm talking more the videographers, the editors, mm-hmm. the photographers, the stylists, makeup artists, because without them, it wouldn't happen. And it's, you know, I like working with people that care. So yeah. it's it, to them, it's even though they're, I'm contracting them to do this job, it's not a case of like, oh yeah, Kev, tell us what you want us to do. Like, they'd be like, I'm always like, you tell me, do you think this is mm-hmm. going to work? What do you think could work? What has awesome. been done? What hasn't been done? And it's nice to obviously work with people, people like that, you know? Yeah. Love it. All right. So that's a little bit about you, a little bit about Andis, Fluid Volume 3. Now to the tease quick takes. <laughs> so Go a couple of questions that we're going to pick your brain. Okay. The first one, you've said a couple of quotes that I could recite, like prepare to fail. Wait. Fail to prepare. Dang it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, what is another quote that you live by outside of that one? Like what? It, what is it? um okay so it's this one it's, it's, it's not it's not even cheesy it's just it's one <laughs> quote that i really really do live by okay. and it's um without commitment you'll never start and without consistency mm. you'll never finish mm. 
So that's a, that's a, that's the same that I heard from um, Denzel Washington, okay. and it's you know there's 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 a lot of things that like I think there's a lot of people that always have that like sort of like um ah uh, should I do it should I not do it yeah and like with me if I'm always thinking what if I just say, fuck it just do it yeah because yeah. it's like I would rather live with oh my god I should have done that rather than oh mm-hmm. what if I did do that you know? yeah. So, I mean, I think about your story, and it had to have been hard to leave Tony and Guy. Oh, massively. I mean, massively. you're here, right? You're like, yeah. I've done it. I got to keep pushing. So, I mean, kudos to you. It seems to me in your career, there's been a lot of those moments where you made that commitment to make a change. It's, it's even even with the studio, I mean, the, the whole studio, like yeah. with that was during COVID, that yeah. was probably one of the biggest risks. I was mm-hmm. thinking, fuck, do I do, you know, I've got mm-hmm. a family, I've got a house, yeah. you know, I've got a kid. I'm just thinking, right, I'm about, I'm about to drop some money into getting this done. done. And it yeah. wasn't even about the financial side to it. It's like, when I get it, how am I going to keep it going? Like, yeah. you know, is it a good thing? And it's honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done. Again, it's like, if I didn't do it, I'd always be thinking, oh, what if? But again, yeah. it's like, I like putting myself in the position where it's like, right, I'm, when I fully, fully commit to doing something, I will make that happen. Like I mean, one way or another, like the handstand. Handstand. Like, it, <laughs> it will happen this year. You know, uh, 2019. <laughs> like for anyone that's listening or watching, 2019, March 2019, just before my son was born in in May, I was. Hold on, let me just get my phone just so I can show yeah, you. Because yeah. then it will it will make sense. So March. 2019 to december 2019 i went for a massive transformation okay. um long story short i got fat i got fat i put on weight and when my son was born in on the 21st of may 2019 i basically was like i just don't want to be fat that that was it end of that was my why and i just basically went right. for a crazy nine months and i basically just lost a load of weight i'm going to show you this photo and it was because in my head i just thought Do you know what I'm literally just going to just go hardcore and I'm just going to do it and nothing's going to stop me. Um, <laughs> I just literally just went beast mode. And it's, it's one of those ones that I just, like I said, I mean, for me, fitness is such a massive part within yeah. my life because it's a way for me to get focused in what I do. So, mm-hmm. so I was weighing on March, 2019, about 97 kilograms. I don't know what that is in pounds. Okay. But then I got down to in nine months to sixty-seven kilograms. Oh, so I basically right. lost. Yeah, that yeah. is proof in the pudding right there. <laughs> yeah. right. You see me doing handstands at ABS. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> uh, okay, what was your last Google search? I should tell you that. <laughs> do you know? Actually, no. Do you know? I know what it is. I actually okay. know what it is. How to hold a handstand. It'll either be how to hold of a course. handstand. How to do yes, that. It It'll be something along those lines. Okay. I love it. Great. <laughs> okay. What is the cringiest trend that you have tried where you're like, oof, shouldn't have done that. I did it. What, for me personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or created on someone maybe? Like you went all in on the trend. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what? It's crazy because I'd say probably, it, this is like probably about maybe like three years, I was probably like trying to do like mullets in people's hair. Yeah. And back then it wasn't fashionable, but now okay. yeah, there's a lot of people know. having it. You know? yeah. So back then it was probably a bit like, oh yeah, why are you doing that on me? Like, don't do that on me. <laughs> Got it. And then it's okay. all of a sudden like, oh yeah, can you do it on me now? And now it's cool. Okay, great. Um, what animal are you most like? I mean, you mentioned beast mode, so I'm here for whatever animal this is. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I've got a tattoo of a lion here, but then that's just okay. like, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, the lion inside, yeah, we should. but then at the same time, I've got a panda here. Oh, my, um, okay. Mixed between a lion a and a panda. panda. Yeah, right. so I guess a right. lion and a panda. Because right, pandas are like very cute, but then they're actually quite vicious. Okay. Oh, all right. Got it. <laughs> Two more. One product that you cannot live without. Um, well, does it have to be a hair product or? Nope. It could be anything. Anything uh, you. One product can't live without uh <laughs> probably uh liquid chalk for my my working out gym okay like that. <laughs> okay i was like is this some sort of protein drink <laughs> <laughs> no it's just liquid chalk for my hands <laughs> got it okay and the last one is advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry don't think about it don't think about trying to get to the top 
because yeah. you'll never get there. Yeah. Just focus on you, focus on what you're doing, focus on what you're passionate about, and just do what you love. Amazing. Well, you have quite a story, that is for sure, Kevin. It was great getting to know you. I'm excited to come full circle on this handstand. <laughs> I said, yeah, what happened? It happened. <laughs> Excited you know, the, the, to see. The, 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 the crazy thing with this, though, so it's like, even though I'm saying, okay, yeah, I want to do a 10 second handstand, there's always something at the end of it. So mm-hmm. after the 10 seconds, is I actually want to do handstand press ups. Oh, so okay. that's basically yeah. the goal. That's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be on the lookout for fluid, perhaps volume four, and all of the amazing yeah. things that you have working in your favor with Andis Company and for you personally. So congrats on your success. Again, thank you so much for your time today. Um, It was a pleasure getting to know you. Cool. Kelly, thank you so much once again. (laughs) You bet. So, I mean, he is quite the inspiration, right? Like, I mean, I love his pizzazz, his confidence, his story. Um, A great interview. I love diving into it with him. I mean, I also loved his accent. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I mean, he's like really at the top of his game. Um, and that collection is beautiful. So shout out to it him. Uh, Fluid Volume 3. If you're not already aware, go to andis.com. Check it out. Please. You can purchase literally every single one of those damn tutorials and learn from Kevin himself, which is, you know, the dream. The dream. Thank you again, Kevin, for joining us on Volume Up. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Teas and send in questions and direction for me on my sunscreen. And your feelings on Brittany (laughs) Benefer and all of the above. Don't be shy. We want to hear from you guys. Damn. Come on. Send them on into volume up at theteas.com. And remember to turn your water off when you're brushing your teeth. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey, Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.